Welcome back guys to another episode of Ask the Hustlers with me and uh, today I think is one of the most insightful and knowledgeable episodes which I am doing uh, you know most insightful conversations which I'll ever have in my life because today we've got someone very special someone who we consider as the most you know most knowledgeable person of the smartest minds in India or across the globe you can say we've got Radhakrishnan Pillai sir with us and uh, I don't think he kind of needs any kind of an exp explanation or an introduction for himself or his work because all of you might be knowing and uh, for some for people who might not know about what sir has done previously I'll just give you a brief introduction about him sir has done his PhD in Cortelier's uh, Arthashastra and has done ex an extensive research in uh, the very well known management book in the 4th BC which is uh, Arthashastra and uh, Sir has a combined working plus business experience of more than 20 years and is a very 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 well known speaker, writer and a columnist among many other things. He also consults a lot of businesses in terms of strategies and turn, turn, helping them turn around their businesses. So uh, he's also written more than 200 articles and uh, journals for a lot of newspapers, for a lot of magazines as well and uh, for just, just to put it very simply Radha sir is one of the most knowledgeable people we know in India and is also considered as Chanakya Reborn because he's written more than 12 books uh, on Chanakya's learnings and, is, and its applicability on business, on life. Now, just to start with, firstly, I want to thank sir for joining me, for doing this show sir because uh, I am just a student and to sit here with you is a huge opportunity for, for somebody like me because I never considered myself to you know, get an opportunity like this, got a chance like this. I just had the courage to ask you once and you responded. That's a very, very, very big thing for me and uh, right now I'm sitting here with you sharing this space is, is a very big thing for somebody like me and the only thing which I wish to do through this is be, be a catalyst, be a middleman to learn from you and just share it with as many people as I can. So, the first thing I want to ask you is sir, that you know, before the questions I have in mind, I want to take you back to your start. So, what did, how was your journey like? What what was the beginning of it? Why is this, uh, why did you go into this? Why, what, is, is, was it something planned or was it something which you were extremely passionate about or just happened by accident? So, first of all, thank you. Uh, for making me part of your lovely show and uh, I'm actually quite impressed by your generation uh, because you know the way you can carry learnings, knowledge through technology, through YouTube and various other formats we did not have. Correct. So you know whenever uh, somebody uh, tells me to get uh, uh, an opportunity to actually share I'm always open and saying, wow, that's an opportunity for me to reach out to your generation. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> Going back to my journey, um, uh, you know, it's like a typical youth of any generation, which mm -hmm. is very aspirational and also confused. Uh, unfortunately, not many youth uh, get the opportunity of being mentored in the formative stages. Okay. Uh, so what happens is that I've been very fortunate that uh, in my youth days, I was part of uh, an organization, a spiritual organization called as Chinmaya Mission. And um, I've been fortunate that you know, right from my parents to my spiritual gurus to my teachers, they all guided me. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I, more than being a confused youth, I was a youth who was very clear what I wanted to do. At the same time, a lot of things evolved during that particular time. So let me give an example. Mm -hmm. um, I studied, I did my management, like what you're doing right mm -hmm. now. I worked in many companies. So those are all the stages of your life, maybe up to 2025 20, when you are given the freedom 
or your parents also and so then explore but over a period of a time as you grow you need to take a full stop and say no, this is what i want to do mm -hmm. so i've been fortunate by around 25 26 i was very clear what i want to do mm -hmm. so like from 18 years onwards i started working and by 27 years i actually started my own business okay so a lot of people at many uh, different uh, uh, age group also don't realize what they are meant for mm -hmm. so as somebody said it very nicely uh, i died at the age of 25 and i was buried at the age of 80 so yes. 25 when your life is over you know probably the education you do uh, probably uh, you get a job make some money and mm -hmm. then you're just dragging on there's no yeah. purpose in life correct Fortunately for me, uh, because of uh, all the mentors, the gurus, and Chinmaya Mission, my parents and all, somewhere I uh, took up an entrepreneurship role. Uh, I became uh, uh, somebody who started my own business, and I have a business called Asatma Darshan, which is into spiritual tourism. Yes, yes. That was my starting point, and I said, okay, I have studied so much about India. I have studied so much about ancient Indian wisdom. Let me actually do something of my own. So entrepreneurship happened. But the reality is that you know my guru, Swami Tejomanan Ji of Chennai Mission said, uh, instead of looking out for a job, think about creating jobs. Mm -hmm. In today's generation, especially your generation, entrepreneurship is like very much accepted. But in our generation, it was a taboo. I'm saying that like, why, Correct. except for a few Correct. business communities, entrepreneurship wasn't really encouraged. Mm -hmm. So for uh, a lot of us, in that you know, what are we supposed to do? So my guru told me instead of looking out for a job, look at creating jobs. Mm -hmm. So I started it. I've been fortunate that you know, last twenty years I've been on a journey. That journey, Chanakya happened, entrepreneurship happened. I became a teacher. I did my PhD, MA in Sanskrit. Believe me, you know, even though I had a clarity of what I wanted to, it evolved. So it's mm -hmm. like saying I have to do X, but you know, God gave me ten X, or maybe hundred X, and the journey is still not over. Wow. A long, long, long journey to go. So I've been very fortunate yeah. that this journey started with clarity and it's evolving. Got it, sir. Wow, that's like that's why you. That's a very huge possibility, yeah. but uh, something which I found very unique is that clarity, having clarity yeah. at the back at the age of eighteen or even twenty, when people not in in our generation, so it's secondary. But even at the people who are a, who are the uh, you know uh, in the age group of yours, it's very difficult to find that clarity because yeah. most people do it for the money. Most people do it because life happened. Yes. So uh, so that's where that's where I uh, get to mentorship, sir. And uh, if you if you uh, you know uh, if you read about Chanakya, he met, he had mentored Chandragupta yeah. Maurya, and yeah. they, you know he found this twenty year boy, twenty year old boy, and he mentored him in different aspects, Correct. different domains. So, if somebody like me, if somebody at the age of you know uh, at the age age group of where we are, if we want to find somebody who can mentor us, who can guide us, mm -hmm. how can somebody look for a mentor, and what are those qualities which, according to you, should be looked for in a mentor? So that's a very interesting question because uh, in every field you require a mentor. Mm. So let's say you want to play sports, you require a sports coach. If you want to do business, you require a business uh, coach. If you want to study history or geography, there also require a teacher. So traditionally, if you look at it, uh, being a guru, a mentor, uh, or having a guru or a mentor or a teacher is a minimum requirement. Mm. And I always give a simple example. So suppose you are going to an unknown place, you know, always take a local guide along. Mm. Because you are new to that particular place, but there is somebody who already knows the place better than you. So in the same way, if you look at uh, what you will do in life, look out for people who are already have done it before you. Mm. And as you rightly mentioned, Chanakya trained Chandragupta Maurya to become a leader, become a king, an emperor. 
but you don't understand one thing that uh, Chanakya knew the theories and the whole idea but he realized you know Chandragupta may be capable but he still requires mentoring so I always say this you know even if you have a dream you have an objective don't do it alone take an expert opinion take guidance along the question that you are asking how do you choose your mentor uh, it's not very difficult uh, first of all you need to be a good student okay so you need to be a learner and then you have to narrow down to your particular subject that you want to get mentoring for example entrepreneurship so the thing is that I want to be a business mentor. So okay, then first of all you should be committed to your particular business for a long period of time. If you look at the example of Oyo, you know I know the person who actually funded Oyo Group. Okay. So he was telling you know what was the reason that the boy he was hardly 17 and a half years yes, old. Yes, yes, yes. So he just uh, told the you know the, the VC venture capitalist saying that uh, I am already 17 and a half years old. I don't know anything else to do in my life. So look at the commitment. Mm -hmm. Many times at uh, 30, 35, 40 also you don't know what you are. But he is so committed to that particular field and said that I have already spent 17 and a half years of my life. I don't know anything else to do other than this particular business. Mm -hmm. So what is important is that get committed to what you are. At the same time, what's important is that whatever possible start reading, acquiring uh, whatever knowledge you have. It's like mm -hmm. you know there are two kind of students as they say. One is the Eklavya model. The Eklavya who actually was in the jungle so never got an opportunity to meet his group but is an extremely good student. Mm -hmm. The second is the Arjuna model. Arjuna actually became a very very uh, skilled uh, archer or okay. you know uh, soldier or whatever you call it, a fighter warrior because he had a lot of gurus. He got mm -hmm. uh, learning even from Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita to uh, Kripacharya to Dronacharya. So mm -hmm. what I am saying is that you choose your model. Whether you want to be the Eklavya model, I personally choose the Arjuna model. So once you are clear that I want to learn, believe me, teachers will come to you. Mm. So let me give an example of mine. Let's say I wanted to start the business on spiritual tourism. So my guru told me that you start, that's blessings. And I made a list of people who already are very good and successful in the tourism business. I went to them, requested them, became humble in front of them, mm. acquired all those things. Then what happens, if you start applying what the teachers are telling you, you practice it over a period of time, you have to go and give them the feedback also. Mm -hmm. Then you see they actually start loving you more. Like right. Every time you go to a mentor, you find a mentor also. But you go and discuss with the mentor too much. So it's always like, you know, my idea, my idea. So once you found a mentor, listen to him or her more. Don't try to be a talkative person. Mm -hmm. Therefore, uh, in any field, uh, uh, you have to be the student first right. and then the teacher will arrive. Right. As uh, Swami Chinmayanand used to tell very nicely, uh, spirituality is never taught, it is always caught. caught. Yes. So if you want any knowledge, don't go and catch it. Mm -hmm. So don't just go behind it, once you get it, catch it. So then, entire thing is inward. Absolutely, so it's not taught. So teachers will teach, but everybody in the class will right. understand it. Right. So be a good student and believe wow. me, it is nature's law that the guru, mm. the teacher, the mentor will arrive if you are sincere. That's a very interesting point sir because I think the whole game is inward and it's of the mindset which you said. Yes. Because there are 20 or 30 or 50 people in a class but the one who wants to learn or the one who has the right mindset is going to be in touch with the right person and you know not even in that very lecture and that very course of time but even after that. That's what even I realized in the last few months where I also met somebody who guided me wow. where there were there were there was this session where you know 30-40 uh, people attended that 
15 people took a course from him and only one person stayed connected with him after that you know through email and that kind of he kind of guided me a lot so I think that is a very different <laughs> perspective which nobody looks at from sure correct so so what are the three very basic very simple but extremely crucial lessons for today's youth and you, it can be of it can be in terms of entrepreneurship it can be in terms of your career or just personal level you know like uh, what I wish to seek from you is that we today's youth is all about nightlife is all about chilling which is also not a problem because you know the kind of environment we live in is like that but you know for in any domain you know personally career wise entrepreneurship anything but what are the three very basic but extremely crucial lessons from Chala? Uh, see, any generation of youth uh, will be full of energy and to a great extent could be also directionless. It's mm -hmm. natural, you know. Uh, so I would say that, you know, this particular generation is uh, much more lucky because it's not only just having energy, uh, not only dreams, but also a lot of access to worldwide information in real time. Mm -hmm. So in our uh, generation, we had to reach out to somebody, reach out to a library to find a book. Today you have to just think around the fingertips, you can find the best of the people, the best of the knowledge and information available on YouTube or you know, mm -hmm. maybe on internet, whatever you may call it. Now the thing is that too much of information can be confusing. Yes, definitely. So now you look at it saying that you know, this, this, this and you know, if you go into the internet world, there will be contradictory views of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So one person says do this and he's an expert. Other person says do this, he's an expert also. So mm -hmm. what do you do? So and finally, like very surprised that you know we don't know what decision to take. So coming back specifically to this generation of youth, I would say the first thing is keep learning. Okay, and let me tell you, learning is not just gathering information. Hmm. So then there is something called as information pollution. Okay. Too much. You just go to Google and type a keyword, or you know, it will have so many information. It's a difficult thing to choose. What do you mean by learning? I think uh, the internet, the YouTube and various other formats on the digital platform is only the beginning. <clears throat> when you say learning, I always say, you know, shut up, put your mobile around. Have you actually explored a library of your college? Sat down over there for three hours mm. into seven days. Um, it's a shocking thing. Yes. I'm just telling you to put your mobile and read a book for three hours, three hours. You can't even imagine this. And I'm telling you now you do it for one week. Finally. So now what happens is that if you go to the library and this is exactly what I did when I was in my college days. Okay. So there used to be a joke around with my friends, you know, saying that, you know, if Radha and yeah, I'm Radha Krishnan, right? So if Radha is not in the classroom, if he's not in the canteen, he's not in the playground, he's very active everywhere. All around him. So if he's not anywhere else, definitely he's in the library. Correct. So the whole idea is basically, my dear friends, that you know, learning is not just an internet platform. There are three types of learning again. One is gathering information, maybe newspapers, internet, all this is fine. But actually go into a library, maybe create your own library, read books without inter uh, interrup uh, interruption. Mm -hmm. And it's got deep study. Mm -hmm. uh, read, uh, you know, uh, well-researched books. It's also important to actually get into some research papers. Unfortunately, you know, we don't read technical mm -hmm. research papers or journals. This is called professional upgrade. The third thing is meet people. Mm -hmm. So, no, learning can never happen. Like what we are having, we, maybe you have seen my other videos, yes. you know, separate my books, but when you come and meet and discuss, you know, there's a lot of different level of learning. So, nothing can replace a teacher in the classroom as this. Nothing can replace one to one. So, Chanakya and Chandragupta Maurya were one to one. 
they interacted, you know, at the, in person. the, the personal level, the physical mm. level. So you can't say, you know, I know somebody, I've seen his video. That's mm. one input. Mm. So the first one uh, is learning. So keep learning um, all the formats that is possible. The second, I think, a quality that we need to develop is humility. So what happens is that I have been part of a lot of colleges and all those things. The moment you are successful among your peers, a subtle ego comes in. Mm-hmm. So maybe you are a competition or you are popular among the youth and so you know, that's the danger also. Mm-hmm. So because popularity is not success according to me. And it's natural for being a little bit popular but if it gets into your head, yeah, that that's where the problem starts. And so be very careful about popularity not being equated to success. Mm-hmm. Success actually for me specifically is that how many people actually respect you, they like you, they listen to you and consider you as a role model. Mm-hmm. So I would say that you know, if you are successful, which you should be in whatever field you choose, also combine the quality of humility and only then you will become a role model in the society. So the first one is learning, secondly is develop the quality of humility mm-hmm. and the third and the most important thing is commitment to whatever you take up. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people just keep jumping from one field to another, from one project to another. They are good starters. But you know, they are not good enders. Correct. So, one of my friends used to tell me when I was in college, in life, he told me, remember, it is not what you started that matters, but what you completed that matters. Mm-hmm. And in the Sanskrit, mm-hmm. there is a word called as Arambhe Shuraha. Aram Karne Me Let's do, let's do. But then, starting is good, but you know, when the difficulty comes, they go. Or they start too many projects. And finally you realize, you know, none of them is complete. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all successful people, all successful people in all fields, there is a level of commitment. So let me give an example. If you look at somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg, you know, or if you look at somebody like a, um, uh, maybe a Tata Group chairman, or maybe an IBM chairman, or Google uh, person, CEO, you'd be surprised they stuck to that company for more than 20, 25 years. You mm-hmm. don't become a leader just like that. So I would say that, you know, choose your life purpose very, very carefully, but get committed to it. Uh, Einstein, the greatest scientist, as we say, whoever lived, said something very nice. You know, somebody asked him that, you know, are you the greatest uh, scientist or physicist the world has ever known? He said, no, 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 no. I think they were better than me in many ways. There are a lot of other friends also. Mm -hmm. But I actually held on to a problem longer than the others. So others also took up the same problem, but they left the field. But I kept on, kept on. The perseverance. perseverance, Exactly. So coming to one of the three important points is learning, having the attitude of humility. Mm. And of course, the most important is commitment to whatever you take up. Correct. So I think, sir, that answer gave gave me answers to a lot of different questions also, which we, which we, I had in mind. Yeah. And uh, you also, told, uh, you know, you said that the measure of success shouldn't be popularity or yes. achievements only. Yeah. So it should be uh, the legacy which you leave, yes. right? The kind of impact which you yes. which yes. Yes. should have. But sir, you mentioned that you know uh, when you start, a lot of people start but don't end. So is it is it uh, uh, can we say that is it bad to experiment? Because in the in the initial period. People tend to experiment, and that's how you uh, come to your passion. So, how what's the journey to finding your passion? Okay, so this is two questions. Correct. Is it back to experiment, and how to find your passion? Yes. It is not at all back to experiment. In fact, if you don't experiment, it's bad. Hmm. But remember, one thing: the golden rule is that not every experiment succeeds. Correct. But not trying itself is dangerous. You know. Hmm. 
if you have tried it probably you must have got it even if you didn't it's fine at least you tried it you know but there's a process of experiment mm -hmm. so if you uh, went through your school days you know that's a scientific journal experimenting is also a process it's okay. not just an ideation okay so if you look at uh, what we did science experiments so there's an aim mm -hmm. so you said this is what i've experienced there's an objective and then there is a process then there is an observation then you experiment it then you actually conclude and most important experiment is also a teacher who tells you what to do mm -hmm. so you the youth experiment a lot of ideas get but start thinking about every idea every thing that you do as an experiment as a project by itself okay so can you sit down and actually plan out mm -hmm. the whole experiment as a process so i'll give you an example swami chinmayananji used to tell plan out your work and work out your plan Mm -hmm. A lot of people just go and say, you know, I'm exploring. So there is no plan, and they say, you know, I'll go by the flow. The most dangerous thing is to go by the flow. I'm not against going by the flow, okay. but at least know where you're going, mm -hmm. and then go by the flow. So it's like saying, you know, this is where I want to be. I'm not sure whether I'll get there, but I will at least say that, you know, Got like it. I'm going from Bombay to Delhi. Got it. Got it. But at least, you know, let's go for a picnic. But where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Delhi is only place, but you narrow down saying okay Delhi, or maybe somebody says Goa, that's fine. But the way you reach there can be different. Exactly, that's your experiment. Correct. And maybe on the way you realize, you know, maybe it's not worth going to mm -hmm. Delhi. Maybe in between you found your better place for picnic. That's okay. So what I'm saying is that experimenting also has to be done logically and with the help of some guide and mentors. So somebody has already reached Delhi, take his or her help, so he becomes a guide or a mentor. Mm -hmm. So nothing wrong in experimenting. In fact, not experimenting, you become a stereotype. Correct. You have to be creative. So let me tell you, I work on at least 300 and um, odd projects. But remember one thing: that 300 ideas convert into projects. Mm. So maybe mm. tell you what all do you do? So I write books. I'm into movies in a big way. So as a YouTuber, you're helping me. I'm a marketing guy, sales guy, I'm an R&D guy. So I do a lot of research. I teach. You know, I'm on the board of studies in so many universities and colleges, a head institution. And of course, I take care of my health very much. I exercise at least three hours every day, wow. and I write every day for three hours. Some people say, "How do you manage?" So, like, it's not about management. It's not about time management. It's getting your purpose clear, and you'll be surprised on a daily basis. Every single day, I plan out my day. On a yearly basis, I have a yearly target to achieve. On a monthly basis, I have a review. On a weekly basis, with my team, I sit down and make a plan. We look at it. So it's a very scientific process. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of creativity around, but at the same time, it is not just ideation. Mm -hmm. Experimenting with a plan is what makes you successful. And at the end of it, a few of them feel it's okay, right. but the ones which succeed, there is a logical process which can actually scale up. Correct. But the second question is, how do you find your passion? <laughs> I think this is something that everybody <laughs> comes and asks me, how do you find your passion? And the good news is that it's easy to find your passion. But you don't have the patience. Yes. Okay. So I want to know my passion right now. Okay. God, give me an idea. What's my passion? No, no, no. I think finding a passion is almost like a self-discovery. Hmm. So it takes a lot of time as far as length is concerned. But the moment you find your passion, it's like it happens in a moment. But that moment takes a lot of time for many people. Lucky are those people who find their passion earlier the better. But not necessarily that even feel it. It's okay. I have seen people who have found their passion when they were in eighth standard. Mm. Eighth standard, can you believe? So I remember this girl, Sangeeta, and uh, Sangeeta. We, we were all learning Sanskrit together. So I was looking at this little girl called Sangeeta and said, "What do you want to do?" So I want to become a Sanskrit teacher. I said, "Little bit, sir. Pilot, we will not. Ye bhi banana, wo bhi banana." 
But you'd be surprised. Lika is on ten standard. She actually became merit ranker, and she did not get. Uh, she got uh, got admission every stream, but she chose arts Correct. instead of science. And uh, you'd be surprised. Sanita actually went on to complete her uh, BA with a gold medal, with an MA with a gold medal. Oh, Currently, yes. she's actually pursuing her uh, PhD also. Oh. So imagine eight standard girl was very clear. I want to be a teacher in the field of Sanskrit, but not everybody does that. I've seen also entrepreneurs who found their uh, clarity maybe at the age of 40 and I know people who found their passion at 60 mm -hmm. so it's not the time but the moment you realize it don't let it go now coming back to the process what's the process I think uh, pray to God <laughs> most important I think, oh God I'm a directionless youth give me some opportunity to do something very different mm -hmm. maybe leave a dent in the universe so what do I do so I think uh, everybody is not good at everything but everybody is good at something. Something yes. So what is that something for you? The biggest problem in our particular uh, generation, I would say, a country at this particular time, is education is actually competition. Mm -hmm. Education yes. has become not an education system but an examination system. So it actually starts with comparison. So you know, where are you going to actually find your passion? You're only looking at marks and competition. Think about it. Ten years you are in this particular system where you're only comparing with your marks. Luckily, it's changing. The thing is that a child is not about exploring. It's not about finding your passion or whatever. It's about competing with others. The mm -hmm. first thing is that pray to God saying that, Oh God, you made me unique. There will be nobody like me in the past, present or future. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking yes, at yes. equality, look at the word uniqueness. Don't try to be equal to somebody else. Be okay. unique. So prayer is very, very, very important and it works. So I'm not telling you know prayer is just about wishing. To deeply believe about our God, uh, you higher power, in, about a higher power. Just pray very sincerely and say, oh, give me a purpose. I do that on a daily basis. You call it the God, Guru, Universe, sort of and say, okay, today I'm actually doing something meant for you. So make me as powerful for your work. Hmm. Don't God, then what happens, the universe says, okay, here is a person who is ready to do something bigger in life. So first of all is prayer. Second thing I think uh, very important on a very practical level, I wish that all of you, I would not say wish, I probably suggest and I would say demand even to that extent, that take a day off. Maybe tell your family, friends, I will not be available for a day. If not possible for a whole day, at least half a day, uh, put off your mobile. You know, Please inform everybody because they will get panicked. So maybe inform your friends, family that I'm not available for the day and don't even switch off the mobile and you know probably go to a bigger place if you find a good place around uh, uh, your own house or your city or somebody would like to go to the mountain or whatever, you know, find a place where you just want to be introspective in nature. Mm. Mm. Just be with yourself and at that particular time with a prayerful attitude sit down with a piece of pen and paper. I would say you know carry a notebook if possible. Mm. And just listen to yourself. It's very important. Just listen to yourself and start writing down. Say that what do I do in my life? And believe the answers will come. come. Other way of looking at it is that you know what do I don't want to do in my life? Mm -hmm. So there are two processes to find out your passion. One is what I want to do. So if you write, 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 it will become clear. Yeah. The second thing is that what I don't want to do in my life. So I don't want to become a sportsman. Fine. I don't want to become this. I don't want to become So what remains is also the same as what you want to achieve. Now once you get it, you know, uh, sometimes it takes one hour, sometimes two hours. I know of a friend who actually worked for Apple. Okay. Now he's back into India in the field of publishing books. Mm -hmm. He said, you're working with Apple in 
and a team of Steve Jobs can you believe that? And he's left everything and he's become an entrepreneur in a very different field. He helps people to publish books, first time authors only. Oh. See, that when I wrote a book, nobody uh, actually published my book. So that's a pain he went through. And he said, does it make any sense for you to leave such a big dream job? I said, no, but I wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So my desire was to work for Apple and I got it. So my dream goal fulfilled, but passion is very different. Mm-hmm. So coming back, he told me this when he started writing down. It took almost three hours for him. Then he saw so many ideas. He's okay. Again, listen. Right again and again. One day, at the end of it, the whole exercise, he realized this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Just listening to yourself. So the first thing is pray. Second thing is write down. But let's say you found your passion, but sometimes you're not sure. Mm-hmm. So verify with an expert. That's very very important. So that's where the mentor comes in. Right. And once right. you get a mentor who says yes, beta. You're on the right track. Correct. You're on the right field. I will help you. Done. And your passion will also become your profession. Correct, correct, correct. So, so that's the way. I think a lot of your uh, obstacles which you can face in your journey are related to how who guides you. So mentor definitely has a. Which start with self observation, self clarity, and then somebody who is a mentor correct. will guide for you. Correct. Wow. So, sir, what is that one advice which you would like to give to the working women under forty? See, in India, every woman is a mother first. Do you like it or no? Now, believe me, the whole idea that we have currently in our generation, working means actually going to an office mm-hmm. and having a salary. Now, that's something we have to clarify. Uh, a working mother can also be working at home and being an excellent homemaker. Got it. But what has happened is that probably till my mother's generation, you know, there were a lot of educated ladies, and my mother is uh, well read, studied. I know people who actually went on to even complete their PhDs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and after that, they actually got married, had children, and they they actually shut off their professional life. Mm-hmm. Think about somebody who's done a graduation almost like you know exactly. forty fifty years ago, and then decided to quit the so-called professional career to actually look up at a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially I've seen that with uh, government employees who are transferable jobs. So the wife who's taking care of the family necessarily doesn't mean she's unqualified to work. Yes. Maybe you know, yes. many, many cases we find that even the woman is as powerful or sometimes even more qualified than the husband. But she takes a call and saying that listen, I need to dedicate my life to her children, to my family, because if the mother, the center of the family is missing, I think the family collapses. So I think the first thing for working professionals, working on my advice is respect the woman in you, respect the mother in you. And uh, you know, even you may be a successful professional, but at the end of it, if you're not a mother, you're not happy. This happened with Indira Nui. I mean, imagine yes, she, yes, a, yes. she was the chairperson of PepsiCo, a Fortune 100 company. You know, what level she was? But at the end of it, she was feeling guilty that she's not giving enough time right. for my family, my, my children. So the first advice, probably the only advice that I have for working women is never, ever, ever feel guilty. Of actually taking up motherhood as mm-hmm. a kind of a full-time activity that you do. Now coming back, women can also be better in multitasking. Along with being a mother, they can also run businesses. They can work. I'm not against it, but leave the choice to the lady. Mm-hmm. And for the lady, I would advise that you know, for her, a family ecosystem, a support system is equally important. Mm-hmm. So, and the most important person in her life is actually a husband and the family. And a family is a big thing. Maybe her parents, her sisters, brothers, her husbands, her mother, mother-in-law, and um, today domestic help is also equally important. So I think if somebody has got a goal to become a professional, nothing wrong in that also. 
But you know, don't go with the unfulfillment of not taking your family. So if you have a support system which tells you, okay, don't worry, you're going to go out and work for four five hours a day or maybe eight hours a day, we'll take care. Mm. So that balance is there. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think one of the most important thing is never feel guilty of being a family person. And if you want to be a professional, take care of your family first, and you'll be happy everywhere. Okay. And I think even my own example of my wife, you know, she's an excellent mother, she's an excellent professional, she's a highly qualified person, she's a dance teacher, wow. okay, and more and more, she's also working on a PhD, and she's in her 40s. So everything is possible, and in fact, yeah, it's sort of mutual respect. Mm -hmm. My advice to also men is that, you know, don't treat women only as the people who will take care of the family, if they want, that's their choice, but also teach them equal respect, that they can do better than you, mm -hmm. support them. Okay.